Hello, anybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Bands Plane, episode 11. That's right. Mike didn't even laugh. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, you messed up last week. Instead of Bane's plan, you said oh. <laughs> Bane's plan. Okay. I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> and I said we should change the name of the podcast to Bane's plane. So anyway. Oh, it's hilarious because yeah, I was dead quiet because I'm like, what did he just say? I have no clue. Yeah. Oh yes, episode eleven. That's pretty funny. Yes, Bane's plane. Bandsplane.com, Instagram, everything's changed. <laughs> People are finally starting to find it, and now we're gonna just going to switch to Band's Plane. Band's Plane, episode 11. We, and they'll be like, where's the first 10 episodes? <laughs> we won't even say the name of the other episodes. But I am your host, uh, Dieter, and as with it always is... Mike. And uh, yeah, we're just two guys that read a few comic books together, but we enjoy talking about comics even more. So... That's what we do, and we spoil them, and I guess kind of review them, and uh, I don't know. This week we'll be going over books from week of August 28th, 2019, so if you haven't read those books, you might want to, or like I I said, it's always free, you don't have to, and uh, if not, I don't know, here we go. So, a little different, we're going to start with Action Comics 1014, Cloudy with a Chance of Pain. (laughs) <laughs> and uh written, <laughs> written by brian michael bendis uh drawn by simon kurdansky and colors by brad anderson interestingly enough mike i had to make up that title because uh there isn't a title of this issue i don't know if you noticed is there no title no i was looking at the title page and it just says action comics presented or dc presents action comics that is so weird i didn't even notice that so I came up with a cloudy with a chance of pain because it's about the red cloud. I was like, <laughs> I can do this. I can write. There and then I go. usually write the whole synopsis, but I didn't this time. I didn't write any synopsis because the time I allocated myself to do so, I ended up reading or going back over all 24 issues of Action Comics and Superman so far that Bendis has written because Action Comics 14 really confused me about what happened everything seemed to change pace and everything changed pace in superman as well and uh, i thought we could use this time to kind of go over everything that's happened in those 24 issues like i said it would be two years worth of regular comics but it's only been what one year because of double shipping well each they're separate books right so you got superman one year of superman and one year of action you there's always an action in a superman yeah for funny. a while there they were double shipping each one of them oh, okay so it's okay yeah, so once a month, though, right? Or I don't know how long. But I guess writing? since uh, Bendis is writing both of them, and they're all essentially one story. And what came first? Kind of like is it, yeah, which I, I can see where you're going with that because it's even though they're two different storyline, two different story paths, they're all part of one large story. So I'll go with that. And then Bullshit. what came first? There was something before Superman. He had like a an entry. It was Superman, Man of Steel. That was uh, Bendis's first foray into DC Comics. Superman, Man of Steel. How long was that? I don't remember. Six issues, I think. But that's what uh, introduced Rogue Alzar, right? And everything like that? Yeah, it, it kind of, I think it ended with Rogue Alzar, the revelation that Rogue Alzar destroyed Krypton, or possibly destroyed Krypton. And his dad came out of what Batman book? Because he was in... You're talking about when Oz showed up? or when when Oz, we Yeah, found that's out right. It was, it was Oz. Yeah, Oz showed up. That it was, was very Rebirth. That was Rebirth. I believe it was the original Rebirth before they knew who Oz was going to be. And they 
so yeah but they still playing it pretty hard that this ended up being his dad for real but yeah uh and everything i've heard and the interviews and what i've heard sounds like it's it is him i mean they can always change it going because they retcon everything right but i think the plan is it's him well, then I can always still be right when it's not him. When I was you like, can be I right when it's my, not him. <laughs> I told you it wasn't him. And you're like, well, yeah, but it's been seven years. And I'll be like, oh, no, but all <laughs> like, oh. the slow burn, the slow burn. I guess it would <laughs> I have was to, right, Mike. I guess it's Bendis would have to make him somebody else for it to count. If somebody else makes him somebody else, it won't count. But either way, that's different. That's an act. That's Superman. We're talking about action comics. So action comics, I don't know how much you remember. Do you remember much? I remember nothing, which is why I think I like superhero comics because they're all essentially the same same storylines. Like, ooh, I never read this before. Okay, well, action comics. If you, it starts with the first arc is called uh, the Invisible Mafia. Yep, and it talks about how there's Miss Leone, and she was around before Superman. Her game is super old, and she's run the city, and it seems like she runs it all the way up to the mayor. And she was like, oh, these henchmen, Mr. Strong, he's the head of the Invisible Mafia, and they've seemed to push drugs for their money. And uh, later on, they come across that apocalypse drug. You think that goes somewhere, but I don't know. That's where it starts to get weird. So Mr. Strong also used, so he runs the, Leon's like the head of every, she's like the godfather, the, the godmother, whatever you want to call her. She's the woman behind the man. She's the head of the organization. Mr. Strong is kind of like her consigliere or whatever you call it. Consigliere, yep. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then he uses the Red Cloud. And they, through the arc, they like kill a lot of people within their organization to like take over even more control within, right? Red Cloud is Robinson Good. Robinson Good. She happens to also work for the Daily Planet. And what they also do is, like, that little group, because they want to take out Superman. Miss Leon, like, obviously she wants to get rid of Superman so she can go back to running the way, running her empire the way it was. This is where it gets kind of weird, because they start, like, lighting fires and then blaming it on Superman, and then she uses her job at the Daily Planet to, like, write the smear campaign against Superman starting fires or, like, murdering mob members and stuff like that. This is before she buys the, because she, this is what brings me to, this is what started the weirdness, because Miss Leone buys the Daily Planet, like, before all this stuff, and then she uses, and then she, I don't know, so it's really strange to me, so, that's where it starts to, and then there's one arc in between where they, it's a Leviathan Rising, is a, before we got back to, like, the arc we're in now, to action Mm -hmm. comics, to this episode, or this issue. So, if you want to go over this, that's up to the speed is up to sto- or the story up to now. Is that so? All thirteen issues was that basically? Yeah. The well, it was the first seven or eight were the invisible mafia stuff, and then there was a lot of the event Leviathan was a couple yeah. issues, and then the mm-hmm. last like three issues have been back to the invisible mafia, and now it's they introduced Red Thorn. Who's yeah. like, and that's where it got really confusing because she's like, oh, I know about the Invisible Mafia. And Miss Leone still wants to like use the paper to report on them. Like, it doesn't make any sense what she's using Robinson Good as at the paper. 
and it changes the whole thing flips script in this issue which is really strange to me but I guess we'll go over this issue so but anyway, since you reread everything or went through, went through everything I flipped it through some of these now I forgot they, they also set up the dial H for hero dial but did Robinson Good have the problem being uh, Red Cloud early on because we no, talked she, in the past I don't remember I thought she had the power from issue one yeah she had the power and she was using it to kill the other members of that group to like Take Sorry, over. but was she having trouble controlling it? No, not until recently. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. They, 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 that completely changed because the way the whole story was set up was you don't know who the Red Cloud is, so you assume it's a good, you know, a power that they can control, and then you think that you don't, you don't know who's setting the fires, right? All that. So that's why it took so long. But it seemed like you said it seemed like suddenly a couple issues ago they decided, hmm, let's make this her well, having a problem. Well, they were the ones setting the fires because like it was a. That's what reveals because Superman, they say Superman started the fires and yeah. they go investigate it. And then the head of the the junior fire chief or whatever goes to the mayor and is like, hey, who's starting these fires? And they're like, why don't you just stop investigating? And that's when you find out like she also has the mayor in the payroll. Or no, that's the head fire chief. And then she has the mayor addicted to drugs and they got her addicted to the mayor is also addicted to the apocalypse now mm-hmm. and like superman sees all that stuff but superman doesn't any, do anything and then that's why uh rose think rose and thorn think there's a secret like no like she has control of everything and, the, and superman and the police just look the other way mm-hmm. but it doesn't make any sense if like i said once we get to this issue all that stuff changes in my opinion because mm-hmm. now it starts with this one this issue 10 1014 action comics leon shows up at the paper and she's like hey she bought it back in issue six when she reveals to uh robinson good that's when they show that the famous scene with the action comics car mm-hmm. from number one action comics yeah the cover of action comics number one she has the car she says oh i i, I just bought the planet she already worked there, so that's okay. the mm-hmm. first thing that I didn't understand. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I didn't catch that the first time I read it. Probably because you were not supposed to know who was who at that point. All right, for the, for the audience's sake, you don't know who everybody is who didn't set it up that way, but missed that loophole. Oh, okay, but, uh, yeah, you're probably right. But, yeah, it was just weird to me. And then the- No, I agree. I agree. When you read it, if you're reading it from the beginning, I, mean, I guess you can catch that, but if you're trying to make the story make sense after the fact... It doesn't make sense. And then she wasn't the one that was making them write the gossip either, because they had that's the whole thing was the gossip problem. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. And that was Perry's doing just to get publications up mm-hmm. or the the solicitate. What is it? What do we what do we call it? Subscriptions. Up. Subscriptions up. Yep. Yeah. So now she shows up, and she's like, "Hey, sorry, I haven't been around, but uh, you know, who's Leviathan? That's what she wants to know, like almost right off the bat." Because in the last issue, she got approached by, or no, she got approached by Luther and ran. Rose mm-hmm. and Thorn has been, she, Rose got approached by Leviathan, and then Red Cloud got approached by Leviathan. But she doesn't know that Red Cloud got approached by, or did Red Cloud? No, that was by Luthor. Does she know Red Cloud got approached by Luthor? Does who know? Miss Leone. Uh, I do not know that. See, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm a little confused. There's so much stuff going on in this whole story. Like I said, it seems like everything is a setup or something else. Especially when you flip through back, you realize how much it is a setup with things coming forward. And I was a bit a bit confused 
It's like they're trying. It's like the whole thing is they're trying to get to Superman. They're trying like the Mm -hmm. whole thing was this invisible mafia is going to kill Superman and they're going to use the Red Cloud to do it because she can almost do it anyway. And like Leon wanted the paper to be destroyed. She wanted all this stuff, but then like all these little things happen where Robinson Good wanted to become a good reporter all of a sudden. Like she wanted to actually do well and break stories and figure stuff out. And it wasn't because Miss Good told her or uh, Miss Leon told her to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And they never explain that away. But now Leon shows up to the paper and she's like, all right, I'm going to, all the resources, whatever you need, I'm going to give you. And you can start finding out who Leviathan is. Stop printing gossip. Stop doing anything and focus all your efforts on being a paper again. And I want Clark Kent to have all this money because he's so good. Mm-hmm. Because kind of skipping over it. But what happens is uh, Star Labs has a breakout of a giant monster superman shows up to stop it and he finds a whole bunch of illegal activity going on star labs mm-hmm. and so he writes a story about it and uh because of his work on the story so leon wants kent and lois back right mm-hmm. yep all right so and then the thing with rose that kind of comes that's pretty much a, it comes to a head so it's it, like i said that whole thing kind of flipped the script what she was originally doing with the paper and what their original plans for Superman are seem to be out the window and now they're focusing on who Leviathan is, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, that was one thing that confused... That was one reason why I had to go back. I was like, <laughs> why Why is she like this now? I thought this was happening. And then here's the thing with Mr. Strong again. So he's the head of the Invisible Mafia and the mayor's like, I want some more stuff. But Rosenthorn shows up and she's like, are you Leviathan? And he's like, no. And she, like, attacks him with a syringe. Like, I don't know, an AIDS-filled <laughs> syringe or something. Because they're in a nightclub, so it seems good. Kind of, yeah, it makes sense. It's It might be the 80s in New York. And, like, she's like... <laughs> oh, so, yeah, he gets struck in the heart with an AIDS-filled syringe. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're going down now. But uh, Red Cloud shows up. But as her new self. as Because, like we said, Lex Luthor showed up and gave her ultimate powers, which seems to be like baby arms growing out of her head <laughs> four arms like yeah she looks like goro or who was the, the chick oh jesus was, was it goro shiva was the chick with the hair but then there yeah. was from the original mortal Kombat. you're talking about yeah but there was, was also a chick with the purple spandex she looks like that anyway oh. i feel dumb for not knowing <laughs> except she has like this super horse tentacle cock thing in the front <laughs> And I, I mean, I've seen horse tentacle cock because lots of horses have tentacle cocks. Well, just like what it looks like. I don't know. I've seen enough hentai to know where this is going. Uh, there you go. I see. I get it. Yeah. So I just. But this is because this is the Apex Lex uh, Red Cloud, right? Yeah. yeah. And like she dodges that AIDS-filled syringe like it ain't nothing. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Almost got me. <laughs> whoa! Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Whoa! That was close. I was. Cl- I almost got full-blown AIDS. And. uh <laughs> So she's like, you know what? I'm protect. Like this is the the same song. She's like, no, this is our turf. I'm protecting these people, and she mm-hmm. like kills her. Right? Is that what I'm getting from that panel where she's all? Because that's if you look yeah. back when she kills other people, she comes out of their lungs and like out of their eyes and stuff. So she kills a uh, thorn. I guess. I'm saying she. Does. I have a feeling. Well, I mean, I have a feeling she's gonna have to come back. It seems way too quick. Yeah, but if you go back, like I said, I went, I read, and she was murdering people left and right in the beginning, and that's how yeah. fast it was. It really was, like, 
she turns into a gas and then like goes into their lungs. Oh, and mur- mur- okay, so yeah, maybe she is dead then. And that's why she thinks she can take out Superman because all she has to do is like catch into him and like mm-hmm. go into his lungs all quick. But that's the other thing with uh, and then I was like, because reading uh, action after this, I was like, where? When did Lois actually come? I thought Lois was in outer space with John. And that's why she is, like, hiding in this hotel, right? Yeah, I she mean, came back much quicker than John yeah. did. Yeah, I re- that's why I went no, back. No, so you went back and read it, duh. But it was like, that was confusing to me as well. But she's still hiding. With, but we don't know what the story is that she's working on. Correct. But there's the Lois Lane book. I'm assuming that's going to tie in the story that she's writing. And then the other thing was, we never found out what her gift from Luthor was either, right? Like, he did Correct. offer, and she was like, it, it was like the Pulp Fiction briefcase. It just, like, glowed in her face, and she was like, "Yeah, Vincent, we happy? <laughs> <laughs> and, that was, and that was the book that was uh, recalled, the Superman. That was Superman number 14, because on, on the cover, it showed that, it, that they were going to continue that story. And then they decided to, or something, it looks like they decided to change the direction of the story, and, but released that cover anyway. And then so they pulled it back. So I'm guessing that's coming back at some point. Either that or it just drops all together. Well, Superman, Superman and Lois, he tells her, you know, Leon showed up. She wants to give us all this money, and uh, you need to come back to the paper, blah, blah, blah. But then you think somebody shows up, and you think it might be like, oh, maybe we're going more Leviathan, maybe we're going more Red Cloud. But it's Naomi. <laughs> Which is really strange because it says next is Superman and Batman team up to help Naomi. So it's like even Batman's coming over and, it's and like, helping her with something else. Yeah. It's, so, so yeah, they're, they're directing the story again. They're trying to sell the, the, the Naomi book, right? Cause that's, is that still going on? No. I th- it was the six issues, I thought. That was uh, it. Oh, yeah. You know what? It was six issues. They said it's, there's going to be more. I think, they, I think it must have sold well because uh, I listened to a podcast with Brian Michael Bendis and there will be more at some point I'm supposed to say you listen to other stuff I listened to an interview on uh, what was it internet radio S- internet radio or it was uh, Seth Meyers show he was actually on Seth Meyers and he brought up Ni- Naomi so I heard it there let's go with that well on that <laughs> fancy 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 radio internet radio show with Seth Meyers did they talk about how Superman's foot in this page can do that thing where it's like facing one direction or the other like based <laughs> on how you like look at it you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I see what you're saying yeah like it's, is this his toe pointing that way or is his toe <laughs> pointing the other way and the other interesting thing that they probably didn't talk about is these aren't even really fucking boots they're like socks yeah yeah these are really weird so Superman's wearing socks with like well my his underwear's outside he might as well wear socks on his outside he doesn't need shoes Superman. I know, and it makes his toes go the other way. Put that on Instagram, Mike. I bet you it goes viral. And then people are like, hey, these guys know what they're talking about with this foot going optical <laughs> illusion thing. But yeah, it ends with like, it end, like this one completely changes course again, away from the Invisible yeah. Mafia, away from Leon, away from the Red Cloud. And now it's going to be about Batman and Superman helping Naomi about nothing. So that's one book. And then we'll get back to all that because then. Ha- that's half the story. That's so, half. Okay. Well, so what did you think about it so far? The whole thing. Now that you read the whole thing all together. It's not. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know where it's really going. Like, well, if you want to, without going through the other one, if we want to spoil it, like the things that 
to me, both books seem to be just kind of hashed together. Like the, the overall arching storylines and even the subplots, they're kind of like all over the place and nothing really stays together. Mm-hmm. But what he has done is a lot with Lois. Yeah. Like when he brought her back, he turned her into, well, oh, my son, because John got older. That's, you know, I'm not needed for my son anymore. And like, my husband doesn't really need me. I can write again. You know what I mean? So he's changed her character. And then he also changed John a whole bunch, mm-hmm. not only with aging him, but as well, the reveal in action, the next or super Superman book, which we'll get to. Oh yeah. Go through your thing then. But like I said, it's like, he's, he's brought a lot in. And I know when you started, when it started, the rumors were like, Oh, he's changing the family. Like the family is mm-hmm. going to change. And yep. God damn it. And <laughs> people got people freaked out and Ben is like, relax. Just say, don't just say people. You were freaked out too. I wasn't like, freaked out. Dieter, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't think I like where this is going. Uh, Tomasi, he did a lot of good work to bring that okay. to bring John and all. And I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do it. So don't. No, I wasn't like that. I still yeah, yeah. I still wish we had more time with Tomasi. Is what I was saying. Just I still because... wish we had more time with Tomasi and him building the family out before they went to here. I knew that he wasn't gonna turn into a bad guy. I knew he wasn't gonna do any of that. But aging him up, I think it was too quick. He's only been around for a couple of years. It had been to what Tomasi was doing was great. Yeah, I just didn't think it. I think that they should have had more time with that. That's all. You wanted him in the Titans more or something? Like I don't know. I don't know what I wanted. I but I enjoyed the whole dynamic between the three of them. Okay. Right, and I just like what they're doing now. It just seemed too quick. They cut basically because because they cut Tomasi's runoff. Bendis came over and said, I'll give you whatever you want, Bendis, because I want Superman. <laughs> sure. Kick Tomasi to the curb. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but that's what I mean. So it was like, but now that that's all. <laughs> but now look at, okay, so yeah, you were upset. Everybody was kind of. Well, was everyone was, yeah. But now that that's happened, and now mm-hmm. that it's over with, and now that they kind of have all a new direction. Yeah. How do you feel? I like it. Okay. I, so- I, hate, I hate Superboy's costume. I think it's pretty awful. But other than that, I like where they're going with it, and they're giving him his own character, and he's going to be joining. I don't know, are we spoiling the end of the book? No, I just, well, no, yeah, don't say the end of the book yet, because right. we'll still go over that whole but thing. But anyway, he's, Bendis is obvious. The one thing people freaked out about that I didn't freak about out about was that they were going to ruin John or kill him or something, but they're giving him his own character, more than just a kid that, it, you know, lear- more than the parents teaching the kid, right? So they did all that, and that's already been done. Now he's going to be his own person. And, and and I think I like where they're going with it. And I like with Lois because she hasn't had enough time. She's always been just on the side with Superman. Now she's got her own book. She's in Leviathan. She's a reporter. And they're not just giving her powers. They're making her who she is and giving her um, a chance to be her own story. So I yeah, like what I like, doing with both of them. Yeah, like because they've tried to give Lois powers. Like you, well, we can get to that in the Superman book. Well, sorry, but, let's get into that. I, I don't okay. – when they give a character that doesn't have powers normally – and they want to try to give him something and give him powers. It's kind of like it's it's fun for like an issue or something, but to make that the new character, I don't quite like that usually. I like what they're doing with Lois, where she's yeah. a reporter and using that to do her own story. Right. So now she will report again, and she's going. And yeah. like the first exactly. two issues have been a lot of like Law and Order ripped from the headlines. Yeah. Like you said, if it spins out of, I think Leviathan is her. It put her in that event as well, right? That's yep. also yeah, the she's spin out of. Okay, so but getting into Superman. You want to talk about not much going on <laughs> and decompress story. Like, not much happened over those 14 issues. It was literally 
Rogel's our continuation from Man of Steel. And he puts the Earth in the Phantom Zone. And that was the first arc. And then the second arc was John coming back. Mm-hmm. And it was just him telling his story since Lois left. Because Lois showed up again earlier. And that then, Earth 3 uh, crime syndicate issue was awesome, though. Yeah. But, like I said... But, yes. Six issues you, of taking too long to get to the story. To look back on just it as a whole. Yep. Not great. I mean, every issue wasn't terrible. It wasn't like, oh, we're trudging through this. They made yep. Every issue was kind of interesting. And if you were following... But a lot of just like stringing along stringing along mm-hmm. to get to what to get to what and you thought like i always thought they were gonna what does his dad jor-el right mm-hmm. okay i always thought they were gonna reveal jor-el to be somebody else mm-hmm. and then i thought this rogue alzar thing will actually go somewhere because like god they will not get rid of him like he is in every issue mm-hmm. it's just terrible well that's the thing because it's supposed to be his story and his whole background and they never get his background I mean yeah. a little bit but I, I maybe I just didn't quite understand except there was a secret society running everything and having him kill people I yeah. just didn't quite get it and he is a Kryptonian yeah when did we learn that was this issue yeah I think so yeah I don't really remember that's what I mean this one was like okay so that's the one piece of information like you missed out of 14 issues like that's what I mean it's not yeah even make it that obvious but then they bring in Zod a lot too because Zod had a vision of bringing his lineage and Superman's lineage together with Kandor what was left of Kandor and then restarting the new Krypton on was it called Jiraku yeah something like that okay so he and then that was but then Rogalzar he's like well I'm gonna kill all Krypton. It's he because Rogalzar is trying to kill off everything Kryptonian. That messes with Zod's dream, so that's why he kind of intervened, mm-hmm. and that dragged it on even more. It was like now Zod's fighting, and then you find out about the secret Illuminati that Superman's dad was running, and that's why, based on their years and years of lies and deception over the universe and swayed over the universe. That's why everybody's on the brink of intergalactic civil war, right? Mm-hmm. But it, so when you reread it, did you catch why, what that, what, what actually happened with Krypton? Because it sounded like they were, they did it, but then Jor-El warns them that Krypton's going to blow up, and they say no, it's not, and it does anyway. But we're supposed to know that Rogalzar did it. That's where I'm lost. No, the, and when they talk about it, they say that they say either because Rogalzar destroyed it or because it was going to blow up on its own anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. They said that too. So you, there still was no answer, right? No, my... Yeah. And one of my conclusions was like this whole... Both of these runs have been very filled with because comics, our favorite like... <laughs> because comics. Explanation for, well, why... Mm-hmm. How could that happen? And it's like, well, because comics. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. So if you want... So this issue... You're promised <laughs> from the cover. That, well, that's we should have went over. Well, I guess we were, we could do. Well, we could go back and do both covers. But yeah, from the cover, we're just like this. This this episode is very different. We're not doing it like all our bits are shattered and not all our eps, all our issues run together. But like I said, it's more of a conversation piece anyway. So if you have an opinion on any of this stuff, anything we're missing, maybe you can uh, point it out to Mike on. Instagram yeah. at four color us. 
and four color ultrasound. And then there's a for email, Gmail, four with the number four, color ultrasound at gmail.com. That's it. And I forget four. I forget the exact Twitter handle. One of them is at <clears throat> number four color US. But if you just search for four color ultrasound, you'll find us. But yeah, going okay, if you wanted to go back to the other because both of these covers are pretty fantastic in the world of uh not delivering on a promise. So the first one was supercharged by Lex Luthor, the red cloud attacks. And it shows her like, like about to like grab Superman's balls. It looks like, well, like apex Lex <laughs> looks on, but she's like the old red cloud. She's not even supercharged, like right on the cover. They promise you supercharged by Lex Luthor. Right. And that's not what she looks like when she's supercharged by Lex Luthor. So, <laughs> Supercharged with the red cloud attacks. Yeah, she doesn't look at all, and this doesn't happen in the slightest. I know, and she, yeah, because she, uh, the red cloud attacks, and she does attack somebody, but not Superman. So, you know, two lies, one cover. You don't get any of that. Like as we went over, none of that happens. That issue. So you're deceived, right off the bat. And then in this issue, of uh, the promises of what's going to happen with Rogue Alzar. The final fate. The final <clears throat> fate. So, you know, like your final, is it like a, you know, final destination? You know, all destinations are final. All <laughs> fates are final. Like <laughs> The final fate of the monster who killed Krypton. But the funny part is, right, so the cover tells you that. You're going to find that out. But if you go to the first, the cover page, the title page, the Unity Saga, the House of Vulcan, the conclusion, part one. <laughs> Okay. So they get away with it by telling you, yes, this story, this is all part of the same story. You're just having two issues to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very misleading. Cause I, I saw the cover and I'm like, ooh, we're going to finally find out what, what happened. And no, you don't. Because it's the conclusion, it. part one. And you know, oh my God, like as we find out, you don't get to find out anything that happens. <laughs> and I guess because we're also talking about Bendis and we said another part of his spinoffs, which I think is, because like both of these Superman and Action have been working together to tell a story. They also started telling that story of Event Leviathan, which is going on, which is okay. But this page in the beginning of the comics mm -hmm. tells you about that, and it has all these like reviews, and the one at the bottom just says, "A lot of fun." <laughs> that's the fourth. That's the fourth best uh, review they can get with with the out of out of context quotes so like who knows what was a lot of fun it's not necessarily the story or anything it's gonna be you know i had a lot of fun writing this review and it's like <laughs> oh my god so who knows but yeah so a lot of fun it's a lot of fun what'd you think of that story it's a lot of fun <laughs> it's a lot of fun <laughs> oh we're gonna quote you on that <laughs> it was a lot of fun but it made no sense and uh, i'm bored with it but uh, it was a lot of fun have you ever had fun reading anything? Like, would you describe it as fun? I highly enjoy it. Is that fun, though? I don't know. Is that the same thing? Enjoying something versus... If somebody out there has an opinion on fun versus enjoyment, and do you... Okay, do you need to enjoy something to have fun? <laughs> and can you have fun without enjoyment? <laughs> can you have fun without enjoying something? Can you enjoy something without having fun? If either oh of those God. can if either of those can happen, then yes, like fun. <laughs> my and... mind is blown. <laughs> What's the difference between joy, joy, enjoyment, and fun? That's what I want to know. So, like, it should have said like a lot of enjoyment. <laughs> no, they, they were talking about the characters having a lot of fun. Okay, well, 
fuck, we're not even talking about this issue. So anyway, that's just like an ad for Event Leviathan. That's one quote. <laughs> the, their fourth best quote that they could muster, like you said. <laughs> a, a laugh, a laugh riot. It's not even a comedy. So anyway, this one continues then with, uh, it, you think it, well, with, oh, they're coming to the Intergalactic Society. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. But why is this? Okay, because, yeah, this is the time jump. So this is today. Yeah, they tell you later, they tell you uh, yesterday, right? So they go come in and they're meeting with the all the all the different societies that are fighting each other. Oh, yeah, and he's like, okay, because so everybody knows my dad was like in some secret cabal and uh, everybody's really pissed off. But <laughs> we're going to stop fighting. They're like, okay. But then it's like, it goes to yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's back where, because I guess now it re- it's the re- the revelation of why have we been, because the last three issues we've been promised that we're going to Krypton, right? Yeah. So we finally get to Krypton. We don't know why until now. Which is, I guess, just to kill Rogue Alzar. And that was the plan all along, because Krypton's filled with radioactive dust. Right? Which like, I'm not sure it makes sense, because I thought it was, well, I guess they're all filled with Earth sun rays, and that's why I don't know. Well, it's all kryptonite, right? Yeah, but it was. But I always took it as they, like they weren't filled with radiation and dying when they were on Krypton, right? It was because of the yellow sun mixed with the kryptonite. Well, I but I guess was... you could say they're all they've all absorbed the uh, yellow sun, so now the kryptonite will hurt them. So because comics, because comics, so <laughs> because comics, Zod shows up. Everybody shows like, and so they're battling outside. But like, he's like, "Well, you can't go out there, son, because it's uh, you're gonna die. Even if you're out there for half a second, like they go out there for more than half a second. They're out there for quite a while. So, but anyway, he gives them some what? He gives them like some special little breather thing, real mm-hmm. quick. Well, this will save you for five seconds, because he goes to rescue Zod, and that's the rev- you are Kryptonian. Like, when did we like? When was it found out? Why? I- I didn't find out where Rogel's arc. Like I said, that started in Man of Steel. I didn't have that, and so I couldn't reread it. But yeah, I don't I'm even not think sure. I, I don't it. remember them saying he was Kryptonian. That I think you didn't know where he was from. This is where we sound like idiots. And it's like, oh well, I didn't read it, so I'm not going to go look it up and find out because like that defeats the purpose. So <laughs> I was just hoping you would know. <laughs> but like you said, I, I don't remember details ever. I enjoy the book. I have fun reading the book. A lot of fun <laughs> or enjoyment reading the book, and then I forget. Oh shit! You just said, "See what that was." You didn't even slip up. Like you just caught yourself because you thought I did say that, didn't I? And you were like, "I did have fun." So you do have fun reading. Do have fun reading, but I don't know. Like you said, (laughs) but you made me think about it when you asked. Can you have fun reading? I'm like, yes. You enjoy it. Well, compared to something else that you do, you know, you have fun with for sure. Like, what's something you have fun with without questioning it? Like, we're we're questioning the fun in comics, but (laughs) when Mike does blank, it is truly fun. I don't know. Playing video games. Okay. Hanging out with my daughter. <laughs> okay. Not necessarily in that order. Okay. <laughs> and my wife. Oh, don't forget to throw her in there. <laughs> I can't forget to throw her in there. She may listen she, to this. She, she says she listens to every episode. She's pissed. <laughs> if you did not include. Okay, so family. and Those. Now, do you get the same amount of fun in comic books? No. Okay, so then now there's a scale. There's a scale. All right. So we'll continue this thought later. So... <laughs> people are dying but Superman decides to team up with Zod to kill Rogue Alzar and it, 
I always thought the blue eye was the dead eye. And the red eye was the one that was doing all the action. Yes. But in this death picture, his blue eye is extinguished and the red eye is just still a thousand yard stare, which tells me that the red eye was the dead <laughs> one. Right? Or am I yeah, crazy? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think of it that closely, but you're right. Where you're sitting like, hanging out there. And there's a lot of purple stuff coming out of his mouth. Yeah. So he's he looks pretty dead. So that might be the final fate. We don't know. Cause his it's blood like, is purple. Is he Kryptonian? Is there any other... Kryptonian is known to have purple blood? Well, he got smacked with like the broadside of that battle axe. That's right. Yeah. Karis showed up. Yeah. Out of nowhere. In the Kryptonian death field. With John and Crypto. The dog. The dog. The dressed up dog. And... uh you know what that does mean? That means that Suman just killed Rogelzar and let him die. No, Kara killed him. He was but the one that... Suman left. Left him there. Well, they had to get out of there. there it was either... They, they're not going to retrieve a dead body. I think she delivered the death blow with that axe. If you look at his face, it's getting cracked. Like his... I mean, his hair is going the wrong way. <laughs> Everything. He's fucked up, Mike. And then you He's look like... Up. it. His blue eye is no longer there. Either his eye got blown out of his head, or <laughs> it's that's where the blood's e- coming from—the purple. Or, that's that's Igu. That's uh, that's a uh, Kryptonian Igu. Or it got extinguished, which either way, like we all know, is like the sign of death. Like mm-hmm. the, the glow in your eye goes out, and then he explodes kind of a little bit. Yeah, it's a pretty. Well, no, isn't that him standing there? As they're flying oh. away. Oh shit! That is him standing there. Fuck! What's he doing? Why would they put such terrible detail in, like, such an important panel? Because <laughs> it's part one of the conclusion. Fuck. And then the Thundercats show up. <laughs> thank, I mean, you, thank you. Uh, I was thinking the, the same thing. My bad. <laughs> the, the, the Thundercats. The Thanagarians Thundercats, show Thundercats, up. Thundercats, Thundercats, oh! The Thanagarians show up. My bad. But, yeah, it totally does look like the Thundercats mm-hmm. logo. And they get attacked by, like, orbs and rods, which is very, like, weird. <laughs> orbs and rods. <laughs> very, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah conspiracy theory like Cal and then like what happens to Zorel? he's just like they never pick up on that like he Jorel Jorel I'm sorry well he's in the ship right yeah but like they never they never explain what happened to him that is the last panel you see of him is saying Cal because they're taken away from by the Thundercats oh yeah they're taken away he's still in the ship oh yeah and look Rogels are still standing on that yep foot-shaped meteor yeah he's still there he's still alive so fuck why isn't he dying from that radiation he like they said one second but either way they get he's taken not Kryptonian. so i guess this is back to today yep the time the time jump comes back and they're like why did they take them away their explanation is like well you're breaking the you're under arrest so you're not under arrest but uh you gotta come you gotta come here this is a terrible mess, and it must be resolved. Yeah. But why wouldn't you take the other guys with you? Why wouldn't you take Rogue Alzar and, and Jorel? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> the two people behind all the bullshit that you're complaining to. You're like, oh, look, Superman's trying to fix shit. Let's take him and everybody away and then leave the two guys that are really starting all this shit. <laughs> And we'll go over here and we'll talk to them about it. And then, like, John's uh, like, hey, 
have you guys ever seen Star Trek? Because all you really got to do is have like a federation, right? Like you got to like <laughs> unite the planets and everybody's got to work together. Yep. Which I actually had to go like, because when I read that, when he's like, the United, like I understand. United Nations. No, not even the United, the United Planets. I was like, this is just like, he's, did he just start the federation? And I went and looked it up. Like what came first? Star Trek or as I guess we'll spoil it right now. What happens is the Legion of Superheroes shows up, which is huge for a lot of DC fans. Yep. That might not be me because I don't really care. Well, because you never uh, you didn't read the comics as a kid, right? So you you didn't have a love for it. Neither did I either. I'm not saying I did, but a lot of people loved the Legion of Superheroes back in the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Well, they've also been like I, it, this. Seems like the longest hiatus without them has been like since this. They were in the New Fifty Two, in the very beginning. Were they? Yeah, it that. seems like they have every. They go through like they've been around since mm-hmm. their, since the beginning or since their iteration well, or whatever. The GSA was was the Legion there too? Yeah, know. they must have been. But even uh, since 58, and they seem to have something going a lot all the mm-hmm. way through, I guess, in 60s and then in the 90s. Yep. And then they do the crossover with the JSA, that lightning song. That's what we read, but we'll get into that later, later. And then uh, they always seem to have something going on all through the 60s and all through the... And then even into the 2000s, 2000, all the way through the 2000s. 2009 I think or maybe they didn't well yeah because when New 52 came they, they got rid of a lot of stuff and tried to start everything over and make things more simple because like, exactly what you're talking about how complicated things have gotten it got really complicated and then they tried to make it bet easier and nobody really liked that everybody liked all the legacy stuff so they're now bringing it all back uh, Legion of Superheroes Volume 6 October 2011 so that was with the New 52 okay mm-hmm so they've always seemed to have something going on. Yeah. This seems since then seems like these four years. It's been four years, four or five years now without them. So it seems like this has been the longest that they haven't had something. But uh, the only characters I really know are Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I know. That's, that's about that's it. The big, but anyway, I looked up because they've talked about the United Planets in the Legion of Superheroes since they were their first issue. And so Star Trek has talked about the United Planets or the United Federation of Planets. Only one word difference Mm -hmm. since their first episode. Both of them came out in 1966. Oh, wow. The comic book came out in January. And I think Star Trek came out at the end of 66. Ah. And so it's not a far stretch to think that some writer was reading like a Legion of Superhero comic book like way back then I was like United or the United Planets and then just took that and put United Federation of Planets and th- mm-hmm. I don't know it was kind of weird it's it, really really close it's not far-fetched uh I was listening or reading something recently that said that um it's, uh Lucas George Lucas was heavily influenced by uh Kirby's New Gods okay I believe that's what it was <clears throat> I think there's a lot of stuff that was heavily influenced by comics at the time and they just turned it, the ones that did well, the ones that, you know, turned it into something more um, mainstream. Because the Legion of Superheroes, they're from the third, what is it, the 31st century? Yeah, it was the 21st century when it started, right? And now it's the 31st century. Yeah, and their their history has been changed and rebooted and mm-hmm. 
smashed together and extrapolated and, and like redone and and back in the day he was always tied to Superboy and so what they would do is they would bring Superboy into the future they needed his help and he was their major, you know real super, you know, their big superhero they always uh, worshipped and uh, it was that was when Superboy when the period of time when Superman had his powers as a kid because they had that Superboy comic going on but every time they would bring him back to the past to the present to Superboy's present they would wipe his memory which would explain why in the Superman book he never talked about the Legion of Superheroes and didn't know anything about it. Okay. But it, it was always tied to Superboy, which is why it gets to where it gets to now, this book. So this reboot being, they show up and they're saying, hey, yep. <clears throat> now that you just thought of this, it's happened, and uh, look at what it did, because we're from the few, This is like a Bill and Ted moment. Where it's like, we just... Yep think about the key we have to think about putting the keys here and then they'll like <laughs> and then they'll be there so he has the thought and they're like because you're you're like the leader of or you're the creator of the united planets you know mm-hmm. can you like join the legion and that's what this ends with now like i said it completely and this was the the issue that was held back this was do you think they changed more than just the cover then like is this like yeah because they went yeah. on their story and was like now we're gonna tell which I thought the Legion of Superheroes was supposed to be no that was I guess I thought because I said JSA and Legion I thought those were coming back in uh, the clock story the JSA was definitely supposed to come back in Doomsday Clock yeah not the Legion the Legion I'm not sure was Saturn well, had, part of that yeah okay and then it was, had... was Legion yeah they were they, they must have been trying to tie both of those into Doomsday Clock and they never got there because they have the, the legionnaire rings. Yeah, that's she right. Was the, that's right. She was crazy. And you thought, and then there was a whole s- plot where Supergirl and, was it Catwoman were supposed to go find mm-hmm. Saturn Girl in Arkham? Uh, yeah. And that never happened. Like, nothing came of that. So, like, it all got, to, and that was right around the time Bendis came to write. Mm-hmm. So, it was almost like, all right, we'll give you Legion. Here's your, you know, you have this much time, and then you can bring it out. Right, it almost seems that way. That's probably what it was because they they were expecting Doomsday Clock to come out. It was supposed to be done already, right? And they were building into all this, and whatever happened with Doomsday Clock, as long as drawn as that got, they probably just said, "Hey, forget that. Let's release it in uh, the other books." Because this must have been a plan. They they planned far in advance. Yeah, for sure. So, but like I said, so now with both of them fleshed out, like that's another thing that he's done. So it's all this. Not only did he did Bendis make John older and now he's now he's making him you know essentially the a member of the legionnaire or mm-hmm. of the legion they're coming back so even though it seemed like this was 14 issues of just wheel spinning almost and it kind of ended that way it ended on a good note i guess if you're if you're a huge legionnaire or legion fan mm-hmm. right yep and then, their book comes out next month i think mm-hmm. the legion uh, mil, uh was it millennium Okay. Was that what that old thing in the back of the other issues were? Oh yeah, yeah. Telling you about okay. Telling about that where it's going through all his all of history or well, I guess Legion's history, starting from today going forward. So one character is gonna go from there up to literally up to the doorstep of the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. <laughs> so that's yeah. So and then plus event Leviathan, so there, that's everything. Lois is now a reporter again. John's with the Legion. Mm-hmm. Event Leviathan's still going out. It's still chugging along. What's it supposed to change? 
Do you know? Uh, oh, that, oh, that whole deal is to get to tie up all of the secret organizations that exist, even though they just created a new one, the Invisible Mafia. But the DEO, the Task Force X, uh, who else? Um, uh, who else is there? There's the one Checkmate, right? The one that Steve Trevor works for. Yeah. Chart, whatever that one. Chart yeah, is. yeah. They were tie, trying to tie up all those organizations. Okay, so that's going. So that's still moving forward. So that'll end and still go back to action. And now Superman's going off in this Legion direction. Mm-hmm. What do you think overall? What grade would you give Bendis? And his. I don't know. How are we grading it? What's the scale here? Just do like a, like an A through F. So. I'll give it a B. A B. So like, uh, a solid B, not like a B minus. I'll give it a solid B. I really like this whole. I really enjoyed. I really had. I had a lot of fun reading all of it. Oh, fun again! <laughs> you enjoyed. Well, that's how that? I went from enjoy to to uh, a lot of fun. I, but did I, you enjoy your fun? I enjoyed my fun a lot. Fuck. I don't know. I really like reading the whole thing, and like you said, it, it's even if it's just to create these all these characters. I I like the way it, it all pans out a lot more than some other books, like you know Batman. I'll give it a C because I didn't I don't think I had as much fun as you did reading them all. They were enjoyable. But the stuff that I wanted to get resolved never did. Yeah, yeah that was that was a problem. The stuff that he brought in isn't earth-shattering. Mm-mm. It's interesting. I'd like to see where the lowest stuff goes and where the John stuff goes. So it's not like he did terrible, but all, eh, all in all, like I said, if he would have resolved this whole Jor-El, Rogue Alzar thing, I might have been happier. But now that he's leaving it for like hopefully a later date, then I don't know. But because it's both issues have switched gears so hard, I'm still interested. I'll still keep reading them, I guess. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it turns back someday, but who knows how long Bendis will be on this stuff for? How much longer? Do you know? You have any idea? No, he hasn't said he's leaving yet. So, but you can expect at some point you're just gonna move on to another book. Yeah, and, and my whole thing is, you know, I like Superman so much that, and these are pretty decent Superman stories. So much better than a lot of the, de- the New Fifty Two stuff, which was pretty awful. Well, yeah, so. you could say Superman is like definitely better than he has been in a long yeah. time. So that's good, and we spent almost a goddamn hour talking about him. <laughs> We've got two more books so, to talk about. Yeah, so if if there ever was a time to start reading Superman books, now would be a good time, <laughs> right? Because it's the ultimate jumping on point. Everything's going in a new direction. Mm-hmm. You don't really need to know the last stuff from before. And if you're listening to us right now, you already kind of figured it all out. So shit. What else you got? Justice League. We're gonna go over that one now. Still yep. got time. Still want to keep going over everything. We gotta I can go keep going. Justice you got to keep going over Justice League. That's an important. Oh yes. So, Scott Snyder, right? Yep. Who's uh, Tinian's also and, writing on this one? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how who contributes what, but they're both writing it. They usually break it down as writer and script, mm-hmm. and you kind of get an idea, a oh, better yeah. idea. But this is they're both writers, so maybe they just sat in the room together. But uh, George Jimenez on art. And Alejandro Sanchez on colors. But back to that, on Twitter, I actually asked them 
I went at, you know, Snyder and uh, Tinian. Like, how does that work? How do you guys do one or the other? And I didn't get much of an answer, unfortunately. A bunch of jerks. A bunch of jerks. You guys are listening. But uh, their battle damage cover, by the way, is put together with staples. It's <laughs> just... pretty funny. And the S doesn't have any damage, so it's just but, like stapled to the T. And but I just did. I was gonna say the same thing. So you got the J, the U, the L, and the star all stapled together, but they're not stapling. They're not broken. And if there was no battle damage, they would be sitting there in the first place. So what are those staples doing? Just like the I, the I has no damage or staple. <laughs> or the A. I'm so confused yeah. by this. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention the battle damage cover on action. I really like that. Turned it all to smoke. That was pretty cool. So so much damage. But anyway, so. Again, I didn't have time to write up the synopsis on this one either because this issue, like the Bendis stuff, Snyder has been writing this for a really long time since the, you know, he's going all the way back to his metal, mm-hmm. right? Was it even before metal? Like, was metal first and No Justice? Metal was first, right? And then No Justice? Yeah. Spun out, yes. Yeah. No Justice came out of metal. Yeah. So, And that was all the beginning of the rebirth. Mm-hmm. And so this issue actually acts a lot like the last couple of issues where it's kind of the same story yep. but it gives you a huge uh recap of what's going on mm-hmm. but then there's a monster giant reveal at the end i should say which we kind of already ruined if you've been paying attention or read the comic book like you're supposed to <laughs> like you're so supposed I, to i don't know why we keep burying the lead so either way justice do war part one uh and this is very I thought it was almost 100% Snyder until like I was like, oh, it's just showing the, the, the vision they already had. But Snyder likes to show you, hey, here's the end. Mm-hmm. Now we'll start at the very beginning. Like All the stories open up like uh, Batman Eternal. Yep. He woke up with a city on fire on the already like tied down to mm-hmm. the light. And I was like this. And he always I was like, when is this? When does this happen in the movie? So... What the hell am I looking at here? <laughs> when the hell does this happen this in the story? <laughs> this is happening now, now. <laughs> Go back to then. <laughs> when will he then be now? <laughs> Soon. But, uh, <laughs> so, you see a bunch of dead superheroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one Flash turned to a baby. Just because Apex Lex felt like it. Yeah, right. And so, the, it was the vision that uh, Starman had. Yep. That with Jaro of... Lex and Doom conquering everything mm-hmm. and he's sharing it with everybody else and uh, Perpetua has risen everybody's about to die and uh, Superman's like well uh, let's just get more people involved right is that what it's like pretty much yeah yeah okay so he's like yeah everybody you're all Justice League members now and then somebody does point out like well just saw the Justice League get their ass kicked. Do we really want to be? <laughs> uh-huh. So I don't know. But then, <laughs> are you, start- or like uh, Guy Garner's, are you going to be passing out paper cups of poison Kool Aid next? <laughs> or was I supposed to bring my own? It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Pretty dark. <laughs> just a bit. A lot of people died in Jonestown, Mike. I don't know if he's. Like, I'm not the one that made the comment. <laughs> we might have like fans in Jonestown still. We don't know. You could be hurting their feelings. Well, I'm sorry it's about too, that. Too soon. Too soon. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. See now, you, see now, you're 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 even worse. You're feigning uh, uh, sympathy. Yeah, fuck Jonestown. <laughs> fuck Jonestown. <laughs> fuck Jonestown. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> there, I said it. I'm going to his balls to say that. Jim Jones is just what that place needed. <laughs> oh my god. Should I cut that out? <laughs> no. 
Okay. So anyway, uh, Starman then proceeds to recap all what's been going on about the damn forces driving the universe and the dark forces that Lex needs to get and Perpetua. There's like walls and walls of text here. And uh, if you've listened to any of our episodes before, we've gone over it. Mm-hmm. So, but we do get this new information about this this cosmic rod, which sounds kind of funny, but <laughs> it's cosmic rod. So the whole thing is because the thing Luthor uses to wield, like you know, that little thing he uses to open the doors mm-hmm. and uh, control all those forces, was from a piece of the totality that came out of the destruction of the force, uh, the source wall. And now Starman all of a sudden has this new information. <laughs> That when that came crashing down, first it came so fast, like some pieces went into the past and some went into the future. But this rod will tell you where they're at, right? How convenient. Mm-hmm. How convenient. And there's not a piece big enough to defeat Lex, but maybe if we get two pieces, we'll be just a little bit stronger. <laughs> it's still, like right off the bat, it's like a terrible plan. Like we need two pieces like to kind of get a little bit of a chance it's still not a good chance but still <laughs> so they're like alright we'll do that and then who is this bug looking person that shows up yeah oh yeah I don't know what I was confused this, about that too is this a new character that we're not like that we don't know about and we're about to find out about or I don't know yeah I don't think we know about that because there's the, the bug is sneaking around everywhere and we don't know if it's a mask or... Yeah, it's like a well, it's green... got long hair. Oh. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I don't know. I can't wait to find out later. It's not a court of owls mask. Like, oh, I thought those were like... Yeah, I didn't even notice those hair. What is it? I don't know. I wonder but if it's the a... Millennium character that's going to be going through the future. Who knows? There's a little future character. There's a... Yeah, there's like a character here spying in the Hall of Justice, too, which is like... I don't know. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> so I'm flipping through here. In the Apex Lex, where she's where he's talking about the new Legion of Doom, there's a character mm-hmm. standing up front. Is that Catwoman? Yeah, buddy. So got Catwoman on his side with powers? Yeah, oh, yeah, buddy. Oh. She's not taking care of Bruce anymore in the city of Bane. Oh, okay. She's uh, got a sweater on with really big boobies. I just want to say that. So Snyder's like, screw you, Tom King. <laughs> so for ruining my Batman. I'm gonna keep. I'm, I'm doing what I want. Everybody says screw you, Tom King. But yeah. So either way, <laughs> that little. Sorry, Tom King. We love you. There is a shady individual spying, and then it cuts back, like you said, to mm-hmm. the Legion of Doom, and Lex is like, "Check it out, Perpetual Mama, baby. We got everything going for us." Mm-hmm. And uh, he isn't that Plastic Man in the background. That is like now that we're looking at this picture. Is there an the Legion one? Yeah. Yeah, that looks that looks like Plastic Man, doesn't it? Well, whose else's head would be like that high in the air? No, but Plastic Man was in the Justice League group. That's what I mean, so... Ooh, huh? I'm so confused. Or is that Elongated Man, then? It's bizarre. Oh, is that... Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's a villain, Plastic Man. Hmm. All right. Someone Either way, listening, so let us know who that is. Delete... Yeah, put it up on Instagram. See what happens. And so... Yeah, Legion. He starts a new Legion. And then this is this plan about this cosmic rod. They're about to do this now. They're about to send 
half the team into the future, mm-hmm. half the team into the past. Nobody gets the rod, which fucking is like, doesn't the rod help you find the piece? <laughs> so why doesn't everybody go into the past with the rod, find the piece, come back, go into the future with the rod, find the piece, and then boom? Why are they splitting up the <laughs> That's team? That's a good point. There is no need to split, is it? They no. didn't even explain that there's like time continues forward, but no. Yeah, so it's like, no, here, Batman, what? you guys are going in the past, you guys are going in the future, hope it works out. Good luck, you dicks. <laughs> you they, dicks. And he's in Batman. I love that. That's the best part. Get out of here, you dumb bastards. And then that, that shady character shows up, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> you failed to see the that? fatal flaw in this plan, and and has doomed you all. There's no other way. But I'm not going to explain what I'm talking about. Like, they're the fatal flaw, because they jump into the hyper-time, which mm-hmm. looks like the, the Stargate, the hyper-time Stargate. <laughs> and it ca- that causes it to blow up. Yep. So now, somewhere in the past, Flash and uh, the Green Lantern guy. God damn it. What's his name? John. John. John Stewart. John Stewart. They're stuck in the past. And Batman and Wonder Woman <laughs> and Superman, they're stuck in the future. And both of them are... They both have that logo. The... Totality logo? Yeah, the Doom logo. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get a reveal of Commandy in the future, which is kind of like, if you're into Commandy, that's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. And so... So they're in the future where, 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 where the Legion of Doom won, right? And nobody's alive except for Commandy. Is that what we're and taking? A bunch of, and a bunch of furries. And a bunch of furries. Or is that that... That also looks like... Uh, tank girl like those kangaroo guys oh <laughs> and they find out they're too oh you're a saying so yeah i guess well no because there's a lot of people alive on that there's big robots but the robots are still alive right but not because the whole thing with commandy is he says it i'm the last boy on earth it was commanded the last boy on earth it was a jack kirby book okay so yeah he's the last guy there mm-hmm. except for the robots and the walking animals but they're two weeks too late to save. Two weeks too late in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you can be late. Okay, so that's not the confusing one. And so they go into the past, and that's where this is the super reveal, the Justice Society, mm-hmm. which I thought was super cool. That's really cool, yeah. Yeah, they're like, you're two weeks too late as well, which is like, they went to the past. How could they be late? Because they didn't go... They're re- technically early, right? Well, no, they're late because if they they, they would should have gone two weeks further into the past to stop whatever they had to stop. But so if you're if they should have gone further, they're now early, right? If they went four weeks ago, then it'd be two weeks early and it'd be fine, and you wait two weeks, right? But now they they went back, and they were they didn't go two they should have gone two weeks further back, and they, now since they can't travel through time, they're stuck. But if you should have gone further back, are you late? It's kind of like the enjoyment happy thing again. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's just well, <laughs> the event happens today, right? Did they go back in their past, and happen? They go two weeks later, and two weeks later is their past. They're late for that event. So they should have got there earlier. They should have gone there earlier, yeah. Which would actually be later. Why not later? This is the past. It's later because they have to go further, back, later. <laughs> no. 
When will then? They have to go earlier. When will that be now? When will then be now? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I like the JSA a lot. Uh, I read a lot of that Lightning Saga Mm -hmm. when we were reading through the library and all that stuff back in the day. And that was when JSA was in the present, right? And they were old? Yeah. And then they had... uh, Yeah, they were kind of like the ones that... There was like... Because they became... They started on an alternate earth right mm-hmm. but then because of crisis they became like uh and it smashed all the continuities together it made them like a like a world war Two time yeah. yep because jsa was actually the original superhero team yeah in comics before long before before the justice league <clears throat> yeah and i liked uh i read like i said a lot of that stuff and mm-hmm. i read a lot of that jsa from that time the jeff john stuff and uh there was another guy that was writing the Legion stuff with him at the same time. I think it was Raphael, somebody, maybe. I can't remember. Salas? No, I don't know. But uh, also from, I watched a lot of that Batman Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still haven't watched much of that. I need to watch uh, that. The Wildcat was in that, and it was like, R. Lee Ermey was the voice of Wildcat. Oh, really? That's yeah, awesome. He was like a boxer that like trained Batman. Mm-hmm. That was pretty tight. Oh, they, so, oh, really? I didn't realize that's who he was. Well, in that, I don't in I don't that. think he was ever that in the comics, but like okay. in that show, that's what he was, and I always liked that. I liked that show a lot, but and it was like the old timey stuff too. And I like uh, I don't know, I just like those costumes and everything. Mm-hmm. I like the yeah, way they're they really look. Cool. And I think it's I think it's super. When I saw that page, I was really like, oh shit, yeah. But like I said, I thought this was coming out of Doomsday Clock, so it kind of surprised me to see in here. That's the whole thing. I know people online are confused too. Like, so does this, does this play, take place after Doomsday Clock? Which d- doesn't necessarily have to, because this is in the past, right? But um, so I, I think it can still tie in, since this is the past. Whatever this finishes up, they're still stuck back there. They didn't come to the present time, and then Doomsday Clock brings them. I don't know. But whatever happens at the end of Doomsday Clock, they're going to change the universe in some way. And if they want it to fit, it'll be able to fit. So, like, what Doom? Maybe Doom does prevail. It, in Justice League, but then Hope wins. Yeah, because like Hope, it's, that was what Doomsday Clock was originally touted oh, as. Oh, good point. Yeah, a story yep. of hope yep. with Superman versus Manhattan. You know, mm-hmm. Superman's blindingly stupid hope yep. versus like Manhattan's overwhelmingly terrible cynicism mm-hmm. of life. You know, <laughs> so it's like that was like supposed. So maybe as where doom wins in this superman wins in doomsday clock and then that somehow will have to bring everything back i don't know like how that would work yeah i don't know there's still what i don't know two and a half three months away from the end of doomsday clock there's one issue coming out now so they might they may tie together because <clears throat> i know uh, a couple of things i had read they were they swear that something's you know we're still we're still on our path we're still on our path and we're gonna tie everything together I don't know if it's a, it's just the creator saying, "Oh shit, now we gotta do this." If we tell them everything ties together, they'll keep buying. Yeah, that's what gets me. <laughs> it's like the hope that it'll yep. all be cohesive. So, I mean, that begs the question: Would you rather it that way, knowing how difficult it is to get a story going for two years? Because if the comics don't sell, DC has to stop it. Right? You can't continue the story. So would you rather be each one just be individual and be real six issue stories that that end, or would you have like the hope of getting to whatever they're teasing two years from now, and knowing that if nobody buys it, it'll never get there. 
I want my cake and I want to eat it too. <laughs> I want everything. I want great yeah. arcs with great arcs with stories to themselves where it's like, ah, that was a nice story that did some character development, but I want an overarching story as well with the promise of things coming together with a certain direction. And like, yeah, that direction can change all the time. I don't care about reboots or whatever. I just want like somebody smarter than me to come up with a story that to entertain me. (laughs) (laughs) I want my entertainment. I want my enjoyment. I'm not having any fun, but I want the enjoyment of reading it. Uh, Yeah. I'm not having fun. I just want enjoyment. (laughs) Well, sometimes you don't have fun reading comics. That is true. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. So Batman. do you still okay? Batman. Batman. Sorry. Well, no, actually, I have fun That's making ter- how terrible that book truly is. But other than that, speaking of Batman, here we go. Nice segue. Finally, Batman got one and of those Superman. In. Batman and Superman. Uh, issue one. We'll talk about real quick because God, this is taking forever. Because <laughs> we still have more to talk. Before so everybody, much, it's gonna be like a two-hour episode. Yeah, it will be. It was a lot of fun. Either way. The super this one written by uh, Joshua Williamson, right? Yep. And uh, it is drawn by I did not write that one. Oh, uh, David Marquez. Marquez. David Marquez. Yeah. And the colors is Alejandro Sanchez. Did he do the colors in the other book that we just talked about? Sanchez. I don't know. Start talking. I'll look it up. Okay, Justice League Thirty. Yep. Look that back up. So this is a continuation that more Snyder just got to adjust it's talking about yep. his... sorry yes all hundred centuries yep cool. so yeah he did the colors for both these books he's a he's a coloring maniac he's, he's just... the key to all the stories he, he's the one that's going to bring them all together but like we said this issue this episode of bands playing has been really different <laughs> where we haven't done <laughs> bands playing we haven't done a lot of the like synopsises and stuff and like the recaps of the individual issues because it was really hard mm-hmm. when like I said all the stories kind of switched gears but at the same time realizing well this is a good point of a culmination of a lot of stories and Justice League was that and then also this is this book even though it's a number one it is mm-hmm. because of you know all, all the way since the dark universe stuff all the metal stuff all the no justice all the Snyder's work that he's been doing in Rebirth, this is a new story spinning out of that. I know he's not writing this one, but it's all because of that stuff. And yep. uh, it still does, like, so this is another question. Is this another reveal of an end? Like, I don't know what happens, like, without ruining well, the, the, going the too far. ending reveal was given away in uh, the ads in previous books. But this is not... Is this our Superman? Yeah. Not in the very beginning, but in the middle it is. No, but in this very beginning, whose Superman oh, is this? That's one of the alternate universes. Probably the, the, the Batman and Laughs universe. And that's... How do you know that other than... You, I, <clears throat> you don't know that except for the costume. And... Which could have been in the past, I guess. But then the fact that he gets all the Justice League oh, is dead. Oh, you're absolutely right. He doesn't have the shorts on. He doesn't have the shorts on. The, okay, so that's what I was looking. For. I was like, I could. I was having difficulty with yeah. this. So <laughs> this scene. Sorry, right, he doesn't have the shorts is... on, but he does have the Superman Rebirth costume on. Okay. Which confused me. Yeah. So this is yeah. This is Superman is called by Batman to the Justice League satellite for an emergency, 
And that those pearls, by the way, they show a clip of like, because Batman starts talking about his parents mm-hmm. dying. He can't have Batman on panel fewer than four panels without mentioning his parents dying, right? <laughs> so, nope. But they cut to like this, like I don't know, man. I could not get anal beads out of my head. <laughs> Wait, that's not where they belong, dear. With the blood and everything. No, well, <laughs> there's all those jokes about like pulling anal beads out, like you know, you're like pull starting a lawnmower, and so that's like a visual representation. Of, <laughs> that's what happened there. Yeah. So either way, that's gross. But either way, so yeah, he gets to the satellite and uh, everybody. It's a kind of twisted scene. The Flash is dead. Wonder Woman's dead. Her eyes are open too. She's all choked out with her own lasso. It's kind of hot. <laughs> it's kind of uh, hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, red tornado. Plas- Plastic Man. Red tornadoes. Like he looks like he's been playing Doom. It's just the rib cage with like guts. <laughs> and Martian Manhunter is like super dead as well. Mm-hmm. And Hawkman in the background there as well. But then Superman gets. He starts coughing and uh, like green stuff coming out of him. But he gets infused and that it revealed that Batman that called him there is actually like you said, the Batman that laughs. Mm-hmm. And now it goes like it was the Earth Zero now, but like that's what I meant. It didn't announce where it was. Usually it tells you. So I guess it was trying to be like it's, a fake out. Yeah, it was supposed to be fake out. I got it. Didn't fake me out. It just confused me. Mm-hmm. Well, me too. I looked at. It, I'm like, wait a minute. Once I saw his costume, like if, if it was the regular costume, I, would, I really would. It really would have been faked out. And I, well, because right, it only but, gets more confusing by the minute. Like the much mm-hmm. the more we go on, I'll point out why it was so confusing. Okay. Like, yeah, why questions weren't answered <laughs> for me anyway. So then it cuts to now, now, and you get to Gordon, and Batman's kind of going over. The whole thing where I was like, why is he telling this to Gordon? Like, Gordon was there. He knows this whole <laughs> fucking story. Is this Gordon not infected like he's supposed mm-hmm. to be from the end of that other story that we mm-hmm. read? But then it actually answers that for you. Yes, it does. Where it's like, well, I was talking to Superman. And so Superman's now here. Like you said with the red shorts, I guess I didn't notice that. Maybe if I would have noticed that earlier, it would have helped me out. Mm-hmm. But he's like, hey, yeah, how's it going, guys? <laughs> And Jim's like, hey, uh, there's a kid missing. I need you to go find him. And it reveals that Gordon is, you know, infected still. Yep. Why couldn't Superman detect that? Why would he detect that? Because of his heartbeat or something? Yeah. And he's like, the way, like, he's all calm. Like, he wouldn't detect that he's not normal. Yeah, that's like, true. He, and then at the same time, it's like. Just go with he wasn't checking. Because if he, if you, if you, if you take the claim that every he's gonna hear every single heartbeat and understand, Superman wouldn't do that for everybody, and it'd be an invasion of privacy. Listening to every conversation, checking every heartbeat, right? Let's go with that, cause comics. Okay, shit. Damn. All right. <laughs> so they're like, okay, so why does he call Superman in on this though to begin with? Yeah, I don't know because it's a Batman Superman book. Okay. Well, he's like, you need to find. You're right, oh, there is no because No, no, there is. There is. It's because the kid that was kidnapped said that Superman took him, and he was laughing, and that's what got me. I was like, oh. And so then that's why I didn't understand that Superman was from another Earth when he was infected. So I was mm-hmm. like, so what, is this Superman infected, and he's just playing it off, and he knows Jim is infected as well? That's why he's not telling Batman. Oh. Like, and so <laughs> I was like, That would so, be a good story. I like that. <laughs> I was like, well, who's, like, is this, because the whole thing is like, you're guessing who's infected, right? Yeah. That's like, yep. so... And that's the other question I have. Like, well, we'll get there. Well, the title of the story was the, the Questionable Six, right? Or the Who are the Secret Six? Yeah, so is Superman and Jim part of the Secret Six? 
Is that two of them? Is that two of the four? I don't think so. No, no. Because there's uh, they've they've already revealed all six online. And it's all superheroes. So uh, oh, don't, I don't know what Jim is then. I know we're a spoiler podcast, but that would spoil it for me. So don't. Oh, I did. That. I did already a couple of them last last uh, last episode or a couple episodes ago. Well, good thing I don't listen to you. There so. you go. Anyway, <laughs> the, the news section you just go off and do something else. Moving on. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Mike. Oh, but and then, but you're like, you say he's not checking everybody. Right here, Superman points out that Batman's anxious and his heart beats, giving it away. So, well, it's Batman. Why isn't he checking Gordon, though? He's checking Batman, dude. <laughs> he's like, Gordon called me know. out here. It's kind of suspicious. I said, check on him. I don't know. But anyway, they get taken to Crime That's Alley. Hilarious. Conveniently. And there's a Crime Alley. Secret tunnel. They break through the secret tunnel. They find out it's the Batman who laughs. Batcave, which actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that it's underneath uh, Crime Alley. And then this is funny because this conversation is just you, when you were talking about the Fortress of Solitude's decorations the <laughs> other day. But then you get this whole exchange, and he's like, "You know, that uh, was it said. Uh, you know, always thought your Batcave was a glimpse into your mind." The first time you brought me there, I saw the dinosaur, the giant penny, the collection of Batmobiles, mementos of your past victories and failures, and it showed me you're uh, sentimental you are. And then I thought he was going to be like, and so I decided to bite your entire style. <laughs> I and decided dec- the whole thing and take your, take your T-Rex. <laughs> and, and decorate my Fortress of Solitude exactly <laughs> like yours, Bruce. Uh, no, he doesn't say that. He says, yeah, so he says, but you're nothing like the Batman that laughs. I love you, Bruce. <laughs> but then they find out that uh, he's been making batarangs that have the poison on them to turn you into the mm-hmm. Batman who laughs. And there's six. So six people haven't been infected. And they get this little hologram heads-up display of all the people that it could be. Which, so, like I said... <sighs> Why is he bringing... There's no reason to team up Batman and Superman in this and to get them to this point. Or am I crazy? Uh, Yeah, I'm not even sure why Superman was brought in. No. And why Batman was, like, brought in at all. Hmm? Why did Gordon, like, get them to come down here? Like, what? Because Where's he knows Dan? this Batman will last? No, but he told them that this fucking kid Danny was kidnapped. And he's like, but he was, there was no Danny, right? Because he's still, it's like, mm-hmm. there's no kidnapping Danny. There was no kid that got kidnapped and said, and his brother said Superman did it. That was all a lie, right? I don't know. Where was that? That's what Gordon was talking about on the rooftop. <laughs> he said, the clock's ticking. Look, look so I got to go. I got, he says, uh, Two hours ago, 13-year-old Danny Mills was kidnapped from his bedroom. And you saw a suspect. And you suspect a new Batman from the Dark Multiverse took him? He says, well, that's the thing. Danny's little brother is the only witness. And he says Superman kidnapped Danny. And that this Superman was laughing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they brought that's Superman. That's why brought him in, yeah. So then he says, now go, this is where it's at. This is where this energy is coming from. And it sent them to Crime Alley. And it sent them to the Batman that laughs cave to find out this information and then essentially be ambushed by a Billy Batson. 
So where it's like that fucking Mitch Hedberg joke, like Dufresne party Dufresne. And then they just move on to the next family. And they're like, wait, where's the Dufresnes? Like nobody cares what happens to the Dufresnes. Nobody cares what happens to Danny. Was there a Danny? I, yeah. Well, maybe that's, that's what the whole laugh is about. Cause he's not telling them that it was uh, superheroes that they're cat, that they're catching. So it's probably, it was the Superman who laughs that took them. Right. And that's the only way, and it makes sense because Superman's gonna just get the superheroes. It'd be harder for Batman to do it. Um, but he's telling him it's this guy Danny Mills, but it turns out it's really Shazam. <clears throat> no, you don't think so? He goes, "Don't worry, Commissioner. We'll find him." And Commissioner goes, "I know you will." <laughs> he's laughing at him. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, find him. You're gonna find that it's Shazam, not Billy Mills or Danny Billy, Mills. Danny Mills, but that's what I mean. He made up Danny Mills. That's what it sounds like. Yes. And he's like, "Look, there is no Danny. It's me. I'm Billy Batson." Yeah. But he doesn't even say there's no Danny. He's like, you don't no. recognize me. Like, there's no... So, that's what I mean. It seems so pointless to set up all this to get these two guys here. Like, that was the whole plan. Like, they're... Because Shazam's going to take... I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't... It seems very pointless to get here. This story doesn't seem like... I'm just <laughs> complaining right off the bat, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. The setup for getting together, I guess that's not there. But I really like the two of them together. And this book feels a lot like... At least the way that their banter back and forth... There was a book in the early 2000s, Superman, Batman, and the whole thing was you, <clears throat> one would talk, you know, it would be one's mind, the other's mind, and be the, the same, they'd be saying the same thing, but it was the opposite, right? Their feelings back and forth. Is and this I, a, a limited run? Uh, I think, I believe so, yeah. Do you know how many issues? I don't know. I don't know how many issues. Well, look, look. It's probably one of the ones where if it makes a lot of money, they'll continue, they'll put new stories in. All right, if by issue six we don't find out what happened to Danny, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. Will you be happy if they say there was no Danny Mills? Yes, anything. they got to wrap up the Danny Mills. If nobody is looking for Danny Mills after this, I'm going to be pissed. But I think that's the whole thing. You think they're looking for Danny Mills, but they're really looking for Billy. No, they weren't looking for Billy. They, Billy was just one of the Robins in the statue that didn't even fucking notice when they walked by him earlier. <laughs> They walked right past the statues. Like, they even show it in a panel. And I was like, that's not like a real Robin. Those are like outfits or something. And then they get attacked by that outfit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I was just one of the Robins. The Batman that laughs took me down here a long time ago. And they're all, are you Danny? He's like, no, I'm Billy Batson. And he's like, Shazam. And then they start fighting. And it just seems like a whole, like, injustice type thing now. Where it's like, you're just, every issue is going to be like, here's this hero fighting this hero. It's like Civil War. Do you yeah. like to hear? You like to see heroes fighting heroes. Speaking of civil war, you like to hear? You like to read some Marvel? Well, yeah. All right, so that's the end of that. That's the end of that shit. Well, but real quick, do you, you like it enough to continue reading? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I really didn't. Well, I'm gonna continue reading it. I didn't think it was that great. I thought it was like a, a poor setup, and I thought it was like it's not really continuing the Batman Who Laughs story. Yeah, it's no, just, it doesn't seem like that. It's it's just a story that has the Batman who laughs in it. Yeah. It's kind of like fun versus enjoyment. <laughs> but know? it might be Superman who laughs. There might be one, but like, I mean, if that's just what we're getting to, if that's what this is, is just like a reason to keep churning out. Here's like the Wonder Woman who laughs and the Shazam. Well, that's basically who what it is. It's six different superheroes. They're gonna be, they're gonna be trend that changed, and it's gonna be one of each, right? That's what that's what it looks like. The Joker who laughs. Oh wait. That's what started it all. Who doesn't laugh? Oh, shit. That'd be good. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. Have I got a story for you? We want to just jump into that with uh, the Junji. Did you read any Junji Ito? Did you? I, I sent you a story. Yes. Called the town with no streets, right? Yes. And I wanted. I thought that that story epitomized the weirdness of like all his stories, the unease and like that, the way like his horror would just like nothing gets settled. And like, okay, 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 there you go. That, Cause that's what I was going to talk about. <clears throat> and when it started for the longest time, like what the hell does it have to do with a town without streets? Like the title makes no sense. And then knowing this was a collection of stories, it's, it seemed to switch. So I, I actually questioned, did, am I reading a new story now? <laughs> cause, in the, cause in this, the, uh, the guy that the, there's a kid that was um, sneaking in a room, right, and whispering in her ear while she sleeps because he wants him to fall in love, her to fall in love with him, gets murdered, mm-hmm. and then she starts talking to the family about poking holes in the walls. I was like, did I read yeah. a different story? And then like the dad has like the eye patch on. He's like, <laughs> but like that whole awkwardness of everything. I mean, uh-huh. everything's awkward. Yeah, you can't explain what like nothing really gets explained. A lot of things are left open ended, and so it creates like this unease. And I think, I don't know, it's, and like you said, then like, but it kind of brings all that stuff back around. You see all the streets getting taken over. You see all the reason why there's holes in the walls and all those people with all those eyes and everything. But you don't see the reason for it. Well, that's what you, what are those, those creatures with all those eyes and everything were watching everybody. Oh, oh yeah. But then, but you don't know why her parents are doing this because they made it sound like that the streets weren't always like that. So when like the parents grew up that way and left. That's what I think. I know that's what it, it's. That's what everything's like. That's why I gave you that story in particular because this was like the most extreme of like everything that's like. And I think that's what lends a lot to it is like they say like, you know, as humans, like you always want a story to end. Like yeah. they're always, and so it's like I think he takes advantage of that by like not letting a lot of things end and leaving a lot of things open to where you're like, what is that? What the fuck is happening? Why is that happening? And like, you don't get an answer and you're just like, and sometimes the story will just end and you're like, wait, what? Is that most of the stories? Cause that's, that's what I was looking at. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. I'm like, wait, the hell? Yeah. This is yeah, really the end. Yeah, it's most, that's almost all his stories. <laughs> oh my God. So do you think he does it a purpose or he just has, or he's got the, he has this the Stephen King syndrome, but he knows he has a Stephen King syndrome. So he never ends his stories. I've, I've heard it. I've heard a lot of his stuff compared to Lovecraft, which I haven't okay. read, but I think he did the same thing where it's like he didn't explain a lot of the stuff was just weird for the sake of weird. And like you you weren't told what was going on really, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's what kind of freaked everybody out. So it's, I think that's what I, I really liked it. I just didn't like the fact that I, I hadn't not even just closure. Like it just like you said, it just felt like the story just stopped in the middle of it. Well, it, what it ended with her aunt killing the guy from the dreams, right? Yeah, her aunt kills then, the guy from the dreams, and she's just staring. But she's still in that town, staring around. No, but that's the thing is, like, she she's not she's at the river, not in the town. But it's underneath all the. Like, I'm looking at the picture, right? He's, she's underneath all the the, the town portion. That, or that's that, the very that's the very last image, though, right? Yes. It go back a few. It's not built yet. Like when she's when her aunt tells her to go, mm-hmm. like it's just a river. And then when she looks back to go, it's already built around her again, and her aunt's gone. So it's like it ends even more. Like so, so she never does get out of the city. <laughs> oh, she's oh, she's all part of the city now. Yeah, she can't get so, out either. Yeah, even though her aunt was like, "You got to go this way," and like, but the city's already built around her. You're like, nothing. I don't know. It's hella crazy. It is so freaking weird. It's all. It is okay. I gotta say, the whole thing is awesome. I was just like you said, thrown off by the fact that I don't know what the hell's going on. 
uh, that's that's mostly his stories, but that's his small collections, his short mm-hmm. stories, I think are the best. But I also sent you that Gio. Did you look through that? I flipped through it, yeah. With uh, want- like uh, the one, I guess the only one I looked at was that weird fish one. Yeah, that's the it's one giant story. It's like a six hundred page, okay. two volume story. Yeah, so I didn't but, get a chance uh, to read it. It's I didn't want you to read. I just wanted you to look at that for the art mm-hmm. because I think that's a really good example of how like some of his art's just like super crazy, like. It reminds me, a lot of his stuff reminds me of, like, if you watched Ren and Stimpy back in the day. Uh, I've only seen a few. I didn't see that and, much. And, like, I guess even Spongebob now, but they'll do that mm-hmm. thing where they'll, like, zoom in on something, oh. <laughs> and it'll look, like, extra disgusting and uh-huh. extra weird. You know, like, they'll be, like, you know, Ren will be, like, my toenail hurts, and it'll, like, zoom in, and it's all, like, infected, and, like, I don't know. It's that kind of art style. Like, it's really, like, gross-out kind of art, I think, when he... That was another but, one. So if you liked it all together, but you see the, this whole the whole portion of the story where she's in the house and the holes are being dr- drilled in and she pokes his dad in the eye and he acts like nothing's going on and the, his son breaks his finger and acts like nothing's going on. I want that to be a full story. It's insane. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like it's so creepy and weird. Yeah. Like why are they watching stuff. her and she puts up the second wall? Uh, it was pretty awesome. That's yeah, good stuff. It's really good stuff. So yeah. So that was it. So if you want, so Mike liked it. I liked it. Maybe yeah. everybody should go out and like it. Junji Ito. But yeah. So we were talking about. Uh, so I was going to come up with a story. I was actually I was going to tell you to read Saga, but we'll move on to. Uh, what was I going to say? We got a review, and so somebody put a review on iTunes for the podcast and mentioned, "Hey, you you read a lot of DC. Maybe you should read some Marvel too." So I was thinking about that. And uh, I know right now Marvel, we don't read much Marvel. We have a bunch in the past, but there's a X-Men book out now. Two X-Men books, uh, House of X and the Powers of Ten, even though it's spelled Powers of X, written by um, uh, Jonathan Hickman. I know you loved Jock- the, you, you really like the uh, Avengers run, right? I loved Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run, and I loved a couple other books that he's written that aren't in Marvel and DC. But yeah, I really do like Hickman a lot. So yeah, I I I did not. I have to admit, I did not like the Avengers run very much. But I'd have to read it again to understand. I read some of his. Uh, what was the other one? The uh, Image book he wrote. That was freaking weird too. I know the name escapes me. Damn. Anyway, somebody else can bring that up, and we'll come up with it again later. But that was pretty cool. East of West. Yes, East of West. That was good. It was pretty cool. I didn't. I, I would love to read the whole thing and get it to its end. But anyway, he's writing. So the whole thing with Powers of X and House of X. One of them is uh, takes place. It's one character's story from the beginning of time, or at least uh, up until now, and then it goes through. I think every ten years. Um, and then the other House of X is a bit of the, uh, either the history of um, X Men or X Men Now, and they both tie together. They come out weekly, one or the other, right? And so there's they all real tie tie together. So with it being Jonathan Hickman, I think that'd be a good one for us to um, at least jump into, catch up, and then jump in. And if you like it, we can continue reading that. All right, week yeah, week. Like you said, like you said, we have we don't currently read Marvel. I don't currently read Marvel. Yeah, neither do I. I used to read a lot of Marvel. We read through the library program and then through Marvel Unlimited app. We went through all of the entire run, like 11 years of the ultimate universe i went through every major event and then like all their tie-ins mm-hmm. and then i went through a lot of other stuff uh like all of brew baker's captain america 
all of uh, the Iron Man <coughs> stuff, all the so everything. We did a lot, but I stopped reading it because it changed too much in direction, and I got too much too much love for DC. Mm-hmm. And reading both was just too much. Couldn't follow it all. That's the big problem because I I like to read as much as I can of all the stories, like Batman, Superman, everything, <laughs> to try to do it with Marvel and DC. It's not possible. So yeah, like you said. Let's try to jump back in a boat. It's going to be tough because I never really enjoyed X Men, but <laughs> I, I with the Jonathan Jonathan Hickman and the little bits that I read, I think it's worth. That's the without any other suggestions, I think that's the best one to try. But if you, right. anybody listening has suggestions for for colorultrasound dot com on Instagram at the number four color us on Twitter, or I think I said it before the number four color ultrasound. Uh, at gmail.com and give us some options or some tr- suggestions of what Marvel book we should read. So we'll change the bit to have I got a story for you to you can either call it what you said have you got a story for us yep. or my suggestion was make ours Marvel <laughs> and like you said give a suggestion what do you want to hear us go over on in Marvel or what should we go what would we enjoy based on what you've heard us drone on about <laughs> drone on about I love the uh, the attitude you have for your own podcast here. That was just last what is it, like hour forty five minutes. People are listening. You're like, oh god, they're talking about Bendis again. Who gives a shit? <laughs> if it lasted this long, yeah, they must like something. But yeah, give us suggestions. We'll move on. If they, if they lasted this long, they must love the news. I doubt it, but I'm just happy (laughs) there's a game. I'm happy to attempt. (laughs) So, a couple of movie bits. Um, The Flash movie, you know, the often rumored Flash movie that was supposed to come about. It was going to be Flashpoint and all that. And there's been real, no no real news on it. And no, there's definitely been no confirmation about anything. But a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, Ezra Miller swears that there's one coming. And then last week, Andy Muschietti, the director of It!, online and in an interview claims to be the the director of the next movie so whether or not it happens who knows but for me it was huge because i love the dc movies and they uh, it sounded like it wasn't going to happen but both these guys are swearing that they're on it and still signed on and not changing around so i think that's good news yeah well that spider-man kid swore he was making another spider-man movie too so which spider-man kid the one that's not Tom Holland? Spider-Man. All of them, yeah. No, they're making. They're still making Spider-Man movies. Sony's just gonna make it, just not with uh, Marvel. Not with yeah, but not with Marvel. Oh, I thought they booted that kid out too, though. No, no, no. So the whole thing is Sony doesn't want. Um, Sony doesn't want to pay Disney what they need, what what Disney wants. I mean, the fifty-fifty, and so Sony goes, screw you. You guys got us the storyline going. We can just continue it and put it and mix it with our Mar- uh, Venom and uh, Mobius and our, Mor- Morbius, Morbius. The uh, other Spider-Man movies that they're going to put together, so they're hoping to just make it themselves and continue riding the coattails. Lame. Either way, all right. Yeah. Flash movie sounds good. Yep. Spider-Man in limbo. Uh, Joker. <clears throat> so the Joker Joker premiered. Uh, it comes out October 10th, October fourth, but it premiered at the Fe- the Venice Film Festival, 
and supposedly got an eight-minute standing ovation. Who the fuck stands for eight minutes clapping <laughs> over a movie? I know. I read that. I'm like, come on. Really? Eight 30 minutes? seconds. And I'd be like, all right, I got... All right. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I can only clap for 30 seconds and I'm done. Pull my car around. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, Eight I don't th- minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, but it's getting really good reviews. And then uh, supposedly it's on track for 70 to $95 million on a $55 million budget. So that'd be kind of cool. Make some money. But I just found yeah. it funny. An eight-minute standing ovation. Just like, well, everybody knows they can make standalone mm-hmm. movies that don't go anywhere. DC fucks up when they try to tie everything together. So, of course, this one's going to do well. So, like, it's like the ultimate slap in the face. It's like, <laughs> well, the one movie that you're like, one not even tying to the connector in the, or not even like connecting to the character in the comic uh, books. You're giving it its own story. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the comics. It's just a character. It has nothing to do yeah. with the extended universe. It has nothing to do with any other movie that will come before or after. Of course that's going to do well. Because then DC will think, oh, we can make movies. And then they'll try to make like another connecting movie and it'll fail. But hey, they, Aquaman did really well and so did Wonder Woman. But they're also not connected at the, too much yet. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, that we'll sounds see. good. Anyway, the last last quick thing I got to uh, Jim Lee teams up with Hex. I don't know who Hex is. Have you heard of Hex? Jonah Hex. Oh, there you go. For comic collector backpacks. <laughs> so he's coming up with a line of backpacks, right? Which I'm like, I guess that's kind of cool. But if you look at if you look go online and look at the picture, it's just lined with Jim Lee art. It doesn't even have like art or anything on the outside of it. And how much would you pay or think anybody would pay for a backpack that Jim Lee um, endorsed? to hold your comic books mm, fuck since the comic book backpack I currently use I spent like 89 on oh really yeah it's a really nice one what like, do you use has, like, oh actually a comic book backpack what do you use it's like for? it's well it's got like you know the individual pockets uh-huh. and like it has a little thing to hold your Mountain Dew on the side and like I'm just making that up I don't have a fucking comic <laughs> backpack I'm like what are you talking about what you throw the Mountain Dew out there <laughs> You know, for carrying around all my comics, because like usually, like you know, California they don't give you the plastic bags anymore when you go to the store. So I was right, like, "Had you for a second there, seriously?" So do I get a point then? Have I fooled you? You once? fooled me. Boom! Point for me. Point for <laughs> three, three to six. So I'd say, yeah. All, all seriousness, though, when it comes to shopping, I usually look into the sixty to seventy dollar range mm-hmm. for that. Is that is that how much it is? One hundred and forty bucks. Does it say Supreme on it anywhere? I don't, I don't know. It just okay. seemed it seemed crazy. And I didn't look too far into it. Maybe there's more to it than that. But I saw that. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. Oh, so you don't know if there's a Mountain Dew patch either? I don't know pouch. if there's a Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew patch. There's only a couple of pockets though. Sweet. All right, on to the game here. <clears throat> so the name name of the comic is Tommy Gun Wizards. Tommy Gun. Wizards. Yes. Okay. One, two, or three. Where do I start with? Just go. <laughs> All right. Here. It has been 30 years since the ancient ancient Magus party came into existence. Nobody took them as serious third-party contenders for the presidency in 2005. 
Now, after nearly 15 years of being controlled by wizards, Elliot and his band of untouchables has taken upon themselves to make a 2,000-mile journey from Atlanta to Chicago to find the one artifact that may be able to destroy the party stronghold, Al Capone's Tommy Gun. <laughs> I was like, wait, he's going to keep talking, but no, that <laughs> nope. That's the end there. <laughs> I left out the whole the bottom, uh, repeating part. I'll read that later, but okay. I read okay. it every time, and it seemed like it was, it was repeating the same thing over and over again. Okay. All right. <clears throat> the, US, the USPSA has been holding national shooting competitions for 20 years. What started as an international group of enthusiasts interested in what had become known as practical shooting has evolved into something else. What started as a display of handgun prowess quickly adds rifles, then shotguns, then machine guns, and finally, Tommy guns. These Tommy gun wizards quickly tire of shooting paper targets, so they move on to animals. Then finally, the most dangerous game, humans. <laughs> the, the most dangerous game, <laughs> man. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. It's been used a billion times. Uh, All right, the last one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elliot Ness and his team of untouchables work overtime taking on dangerous criminals that hide in the seedy underbelly of 1930s Chicago. Except in this world, Al Capone isn't dealing in alcohol, but in magic. With Lick, a drug that grants magical powers to anyone who ingests it, mobsters become wizards, ordinary become monsters, ordinary men become monsters, and darker secrets than Ness can imagine lie at the heart of it all. Sorry. And darker secrets than Ness can imagine lie at the heart of it all. Yep. So what's the tag then? The whole thing is a new genre-bending comic series from Christian Ward, artist of the acclaimed sci-fi epic Invisible Kingdom, drawn by Sammy Cavella. All right. So we got, what was the first one? The first one was the ancient Magus party coming into existence. And okay. Elliot needs to, Elliot and his band of untouchables needs to go find Al Capone's Tommy gun to stop the wizards. Okay. Second one was? The USPSA, the shooting competition. Oh, yeah, they turned <laughs> the most deadliest game. <laughs> and then the third one was? Al Capone everybody... is a magician, basically. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. The first one and the third one are kind of the same. I'm going to be an idiot and throw the second one out the window right away. I'm a go I want it to be the third. I'm gonna say number three, but I think it's number one. Uh, Al Capone, yeah, is a uh, is a magician. Yeah, is a wizard. You are correct. Yeah, you win. <laughs> Finally, so two points today. Yeah, because I made you think I owned a fucking comic toting backpack. <laughs> I'm only giving you one real 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 uh, point here. So there you I'm ah, oh, you son of a bitch. Mike is up for six to three. Closing the gap, though. And closing the gap there. <laughs> All part of band's plan. <laughs> band's plan. Band's plan. It's all so, part of it. What do you think of this? The funny part is, I swear, because it, it, I had copied and pasted the uh, real one, the LNS one, and it said the uh, band of... I've been doing this too long, because it says... Uh, and, and his team oh, his team of untouchables. <laughs> and the other one I, I, came, I thought I came up with on my own uh, is... What did I say? Elliot and his uh, band of untouchables. Because, <laughs> and it wasn't like at the same time that I wrote these two. It was quite a while later. So I wrote Elliot yeah. and his band of untouchables. That's perfect. That's, that's gold, Jerry. It's gold, it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. But apparently, I don't know. It was it was the same thing as um, as uh, Elaine oh, with the uh, Ziggy sheets. 
Yeah. That Brian De Palma movie from the 80s called The Untouchables. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. So, yeah. So, what did you think right. of that game? Was that all right? That was a great one. You all did right. good. You done good, kid. You done good. Just hope everybody else enjoyed it. <laughs> all three of them. All three of them. Including myself. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway. All right. Well, that's all we got. Oh my God. And did we give it to you? Next week, hopefully, a little more familiar format. We'll be going over stuff. And, uh, yeah. So, Go until Let us then. know if you like it or uh, hate it. I'll take hate mail. No happy mediums, though. If you, you, you just... <laughs> you got either... It's, you're either having fun or you're enjoying it or neither. I don't want to hear uh, anything like, yeah, it was all right. Meh. No meh. No mess. So, all right. Well, until then, until next week, uh, goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Dieter. <laughs> Boom 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 bo